Welcome into Ride the Line, the greatest podcast in sports betting entertainment. My name is Tanner Curran, certified G, bona fide stud, and you can't teach that. In this right here, this is G Money Grant Mitchell. We're giving you Saturday picks. We're giving you Sunday picks. We're talking about Brandon Staley getting fired, and you can't teach that. Bada boom, man, the people in the room. Welcome into Ride the Line. Grant, are you riding? I'm riding, Tanner. Riding into the weekend. It's been a good week. Really good week for us. We pretty much, in a weird way, we got all of our picks right for the Thursday night game. Now, I don't think either one of us expected it to end 63-21, to but we were on the Raiders. Uh, we were, I was on Josh Jacobs' touchdown. Didn't play, but Zamir White scored, and then you were on Eckler's receiving yards, which ended up coming through, so it was a good day for the Ride the Line boys. Yeah, Eckler just snuck over. The Chargers are an embarrassment. They need to fire Brandon Staley. They he, they should have fired him at halftime, as I think Richard Sherman said this, like, fire him at halftime. That would have been a good move. That would have been a really good move. They should have fired him through the headset. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 just rip the Band-Aid off. I mean, we all knew this was coming to an end, but, boy, that I, that is in contention for the most unexpected result in the NFL that I've ever seen. I saw a cool stat that was there have only been two games in NFL history that have both missed the projected total line by 35 points and the projected spread line by 35 points. One of those games was when the Dolphins scored 70 against the Broncos earlier this year. This was the other one. Only the second time that's ever happened. Yeah, the Raiders need to uh, – the Chargers should learn from the Raiders a little bit. You know, getting rid of Josh McDaniels, seeing how that worked, and seeing how much more inspired this team is. The Chargers need to do the exact same thing with Brandon Staley. They're just not playing for him right now. Um, and that's all it came down to last night. Lazy tackles, players not really giving an effort. Turnovers, again, turnovers kill you, right? Like, I'm not saying they tried to fumble the football, but when things went south, they weren't able to respond like a team that wants to go out and play for their head coach does. So a uh, bad night for the Chargers. Not much to talk about there. Anyways, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Yep, absolutely. Hit that subscribe button. Also, when Tanner and I aren't here, as we just so often say, we've got picks, we've got props, we've got promo codes, everything over on WSN.com, the World Sports Network. So go on over and check that out, whether you are missing Tanner and I or whether we're on the day off and you just want to see what we're up to. But Tanner, before we jump into the picks, I do want to get your input on this. How do you feel about people saying, clearly Justin Herbert is the MVP of the league? And maybe it's not that extreme, but how good does Justin Herbert look now that he misses a game and they lose 63 to 21? I have not heard that take anywhere that he deserves to be the MVP of the league. I don't know what Twitter world you're living in, but I have not seen that. I don't think anyone's saying that. Well, as I said, if you would listen, I don't agree with it, but I'm just asking you, it, though. do you think know. that he looks better now that we've seen what they look like without him? Easton stick wasn't good, but like, also, he wasn't helped out by the turnovers early in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Justin Herbert's like 31 and 32 as a starter or 30 and 31 as a starter. That's what I need to know. They don't have talent around him. He's a good quarterback, obviously. MVP of the league's pushing it. Um, he is a top-tier quarterback. They got to get him some talent. But the bottom line is he's not winning games. So I don't care how good he is and how good his arm is and how much of an athlete he is. If you're not winning football games, you don't have a place in the league. I agree with you. And my – Quarterback rankings, I'd probably put him around eighth, somewhere around there. I'd love to see him with a better head coach and a better supporting cast because I absolutely think he can win playoff games and do some damage, but just haven't seen it yet. Bill Belichick's not the answer for him, though, because they're going to draft like a 
FCS offensive lineman in the first round next year. And no, no, no. They're going to draft a long snapper and then maybe a fullback after that. Yeah, they're going to draft stuff that just doesn't help him at all. You know, a, a backup tight end from that that has potential. It's like six seven, but hasn't played at all. Like they're just they, I don't know. It, Bill Belichick's not the answer for the Chargers. I hope they realize that. I think Bill Belichick's times. These just got to ride off in the sunset, but we'll see. Yeah, and someone's going to give him a job because you almost have to. And there there are a lot of people that aren't good at their jobs out there. And that includes, you know, it it can be the local person down at the subway or it can be someone that's in charge of an NFL franchise. You know, there are lots of people that are good at their jobs. There are lots of people that are bad at their jobs. And you look at Belichick's resume, you say this is maybe the most accomplished coach in the history of the NFL. He had a bad situation in New England, didn't have the right pieces around him. You know, we got to get him in here and he'll be able to do great things for us. It's not going to happen. You know, Belichick's probably still a top half coach. And yeah. still, even with this terrible team, he's proven that he can get the defense to play at an elite level if you give him enough time. But as, ter- as far as just developing the roster and actually picking the personnel, he just doesn't have it anymore. He's responsible for a lot of the downfall in New England, though. You're not going to be like Tom Brady level ever again. So, like, we, we got to set realistic expectations. But when you have Mac Jones, who played really well as a rookie, and I know we debate this, but he played better than he ever has played again as a rookie. When you're drafting Cole Strange in the first round, when you're not drafting weapons, when you're hiring a defensive-minded guy and special teams-minded guy to be your offensive coordinator, like, he's just as responsible for this Patriots tanking. Um, so I don't think he's the answer for the Chargers. I hope someone in the front office would see that. When you don't have Tom Brady, it might not be the best answer. And also, a lot of Belichick's allure and mystique is tied to the Patriot way. The Patriot way doesn't exist to whatever team. It could be any of the 31 other teams. When he goes to a new franchise, that culture and everything, you know, it's okay for me to to chastise my best player. Excuse me. It's okay for me to pay pennies on the dollar. That doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, like Justin Herbert's going to start getting reamed in meetings now. Yeah, if he does end up going to L.A., we'll see what happens. But Tanner, uh, like you said, we've got games on Saturday. we got three of them, and then we've also got some Sunday games. Why don't we go on and dive on over into the picks? All right, so you have the first pick of Saturday, so why don't you start? Okay, so I'm going to take – this is the early game. Yeah, this is the 1 o'clock game. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals minus three versus the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Jake Browning has looked pretty good. He he had a there was a fun little interview with him or a little uh what, what not like um oh just a little behind the scenes during one of the games where they put one of those little thirty second interviews up and he's basically saying that you know I understand that I'm not in a position where I'm going to get a ton of opportunities because I'm backing up Joe Burrow who you know top two quarterback in the world so when I get my opportunities I do want to be prepared to take them well what we've seen from him you know he comes out in his first real heavy action 227 yards a touchdown and a pick but since then three touchdowns only one interception averaging more than 300 yards per game he's looked really good the last couple of weeks and both those last couple of weeks have been wins for the Bengals now he's going against the Minnesota Vikings team that Uh, Is having some offensive struggles lately. We know they won that game by only scoring three points. Josh Jobs has not only been benched, but demoted to third string. Nick Mullins is coming in. Yes, he's been been able to move the ball down the field, but can I trust him to play consistent winning football? I haven't seen enough to say that I can. The Vikings defense is also ultra aggressive, and Brian Flores is doing a very good job. But with that, 
comes the ability to make mistakes. When you've got playmakers and weapons like Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and these other guys on the Bengals roster, I think they're going to be able to win within the margins and they will be able to pull out a win here. I'm not saying they're going to score 40 points. But I just think Nick Mullins, combined with the fact the Bengals are the superior team from a talent perspective, I like them to win and cover. Tough if you bought a Josh Dobbs jersey. It's pretty, <laughs> pretty tough. It's, it's a real fall from grace, too, because like I mentioned it on the show. I said he wouldn't have gotten my vote, but he was a, a top 10, top 15 MVP candidate. And that was true for, you know, as of maybe week 10 of the season. And now he's down to third string. Well, yeah, we were we were running like. NBC was running like specials on how his rocket scientist career helped him play football. It looks like he's going to be more of a rocket scientist now than a football player. But the, the pastronaut. The pastronaut. Like this was such a that was such a trend. Like it's such a quick trend. Um, a fa- a fad. That's what they call it. Um, I like the pick, Grant. I think with um, Browning, they've been doing a good job getting the ball in space. You know, quick game, a lot of screens, let Jamar Chase and uh, company make plays out in space. So. Uh, I do think that ultra aggressive nature of the Minnesota Vikings defense doesn't really play into the, play into this well, uh, because if they miss tackles on Jamar Chase, he can break one on a little quick screen pass or a slant. So good play here. I'm aligned with you there. The play that I'm looking at, I'm going with the prop here. I do like the Broncos plus four and a half against the Lions, but I I think these two go hand in hand. Javante Williams go over 52 and a half rushing yards. I love what Denver's done on offense. We've talked about it. They run the ball really well, or they 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 continue to stick with it. And then they work in the play action with Russell Wilson. They don't ask him to do too much right now. And that's the reason I think they've been so successful with this transition. Like Sean Payton has fully gotten his mentality into this team. Um, it's showing on the field. Javante Williams is a guy that could easily surpass 52 and a half rushing yards. I think we're, this line's a little lower than usual because many think it's going to be a bounce back spot for the Lions. They're going to put up a lot of points and Broncos are going to be forced to abandon the run game. But I look at it from the other perspective. I think Denver's going to come in, establish the ground game, establish the trenches because Detroit's really not good stopping the run here. They ranked like 28th uh, in defensive rusher rating, according to coldheartfootballfacts.com. Williams has gone over this, I believe, in three of his past five games. Um, and you know, high end game for him's in that 70 yard range, a low end game's in the 40 yard range. So, I think 52, the upside on this line is just tremendous. I'm with you in the in that I like the Broncos a plus four and a half. Um, you know, Jared Goff has been turning the ball over a lot. If that does happen, one of the uh, one of the big things when you get those extra possessions is that gives you more of an opportunity to dominate the time of possession. We know the Broncos aren't like the Chiefs of the years past or the or the Dolphins of this year, where as soon as they get the ball, we're looking to go 75 yards in one play. That's not them. They want those sustained drives. That comes with running the football. And again, if you're having more chances to possess it, more opportunities to run it. I also think that you've seen this Lions team has started to unravel a little bit on defense. To your point, they don't look great stopping the run. Seeing a lack of discipline um, on the line with some of the, you know, they don't they don't hold contain well. They don't find their gaps well. So I think that's good going to be good um, pretty much for passing and running for the Broncos, to be honest. I just think this is a game where the Broncos are going to show up. They're going to play well. You've seen the Lions lose two of their last three games against inferior opponents. I think this is a good pick here. I think you could be looking at a lot of props for the Broncos. Definitely. All right, Grant, that's Saturday. So let's move into Sunday now. We have a loaded slate. We're going to go heads up in our final pick here, but give me your second. My second one, I'm going to take 
the Italian stallion, Mr. Chicken Cutlets, Tommy DeVito. I like the New York Giants at plus six against the New Orleans Saints. Now, I have a feeling this could be a little bit of a popular pick this week because Tommy DeVito's kind of become a national hero almost. That's not the reason why I do want to go with this pick, though. I, I, I want to talk about the most important quality in all of football. You know, some people like to use EPA. Some people want to talk about scoring. My, I'm looking at vibes. All right, let's look at the vibes of the Giants. The Giants, these are the same Giants, the same offensive linemen, the same wide receivers that people were saying Daniel Jones is working with absolutely nothing. The team's averaging 11 points per game. They can't do anything right. Daniel Jones goes out of the lineup, and all of a sudden, this line is blocking. These receivers are making plays down the field. They're holding on to the football. Credit to that, first and foremost, goes to Brian Dable. I don't know why people were coming for his head. He is the coach of the year for a reason. But it also goes to Tommy DeVito. When your quarterback steps in that pocket and he has that presence about him, just his way to be able to talk to players. There was a clip of him on the sidelines talking to Saquon Barkley after they went after they turned the ball over. And he said, hey, get your head in the game because we're going to win. That's all it takes sometimes. If your quarterback is confident and he exudes that and your team believes it, you're going to see the performances improve. And you know what? DeVito currently is the only undrafted rookie quarterback in NFL history to win three straight games. He is a six-point underdog against the Saints team. That is unraveling. And Derek Carr, it's the total opposite of what's going on. Derek Carr, his own teammates don't even want him to be there. They're not backing him up in fights. They've got offensive linemen yelling at him on the field. He's playing with numerous injuries as well, so just his physical ability is in the drain. I just think this is a matchup where, you know, the Giants are feeling much better about themselves. The Saints really just kind of want the season to be over. Giants are also playing better. They're giving up like 15 points per game over the last seven. If you take out that Cowboys game, give me the Giants. Plus six, way too many points. Yeah, I agree with that. I think the Giants plus the six points is definitely the move here. It's amazing, like you were saying, how much one guy can come in and change a culture. Like Tommy DeVito, he might not be the best quarterback in the world. It's still too early to tell what he's going to do throughout his career. He obviously has something that a lot of quarterbacks don't. He can come in and he can play play well enough with not a lot of preparation and not a lot of experience in the league, obviously, as a rookie. But um, I do think they're having fun playing with him. Like the the whole New York Giants franchise has just embodied this mentality um, of Tommy DeVito, like the, the the agent looking like a gangster, um, the hands, like the the chicken cutlets and all that. Like it's it's fun to watch. And uh, I think the players are actually having fun for the first time and they just weren't doing that with Daniel Jones there. And you know what? We we saw with Josh Dobbs. Like we've seen him. DeVito, you know, maybe whether it's this season, whether he gets a shot next year and it's early in the season, he's probably not going to turn out to be the best quarterback in the world. I'm just, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that. But he's playing well right now, and he's moving with conviction. You know, he's leading the late game, game-winning drives. When he has to tuck and run on third down, he believes he's going to get that first down. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah, definitely not. It's been it's been extremely fun to watch for him. So my next pick here is a good one. I hope you're ready for this, Grant. Tennessee Titans minus three. Now, if CJ Stroud plays, different story. But the way the line is moving, it doesn't look like he's going to play. Right? It was two and a half. It was one and a half, two and a half, three. Now it's uh, it could keep going up. I think if he's officially ruled out, he has not practiced this week with his concussion. Um, that was as of Thursday, he did not practice. So we'll see what happens today. He's still in concussion protocol. My biggest thing is like the Texans are making a push to the playoffs here, but you also don't want to risk the health of your franchise quarterback too. So you just don't know 
what he's going to do if he's out there. And even if he is out there, like I look at Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy's playing at an elite level right now. When he was in that concussion time, like when he was concussed, but he was still playing, was not effective one bit. So if they put C.J. Stroud out there a little too early, just don't know what you're going to get. And Tennessee's playing with confidence. Will Levis, absolute dog. I mean, what he did against the Miami Dolphins, that they they allowed him to come back into that game last week, but he still made the throws when he needed to. He's got a good connection with DeAndre Hopkins. And when you look at Derrick Henry, he's starting to get going and being really effective around the goal line, around the football. So uh, I think Tennessee Titans minus three is a move if C.J. Stroud doesn't play. Um, I recommend getting in it now if you don't think he's going to play because this line could easily jump up to three and a half. Davis Mills is not that guy. Um, The Houston Texans don't have a run game. They don't want to run the football, so it's going to be a lot on Davis Mills. They don't have Tank Dell. They don't have that field stretcher kind of guy. Uh, So just not a good spot for them if C.J. Stroud's not in the lineup. Yeah, this is 100% a C.J. Stroud thing. Comes down to if he's playing or not. To your point, though, not only is Tank Dell out, but Noah Brown is questionable. Nico Collins is questionable. Left last game injured. It's just a situation where they've got a couple offensive linemen that are banged up. Uh, Will Anderson Jr. is probably not going to play. They have missing some linebackers. There's a lot of injuries over there. and It's a season where it did look like the Texans could get to the playoffs, maybe even win a playoff game. But the injury bug has just kind of hit them at the wrong time. So, you know, I would like to have a confirmation on Stroud's status. But also, as you said, if you wait, then you're probably not going to get the line for this value. I would probably still hold off and wait to see what happens, but I think you're right. It, it's trending towards him not playing, and this would be the time to get that pick. Yeah, definitely. All right, Grant, let's go heads up. All right, so the final game, uh, my in my opinion, the one I'm looking forward to the, watching the most. I don't know if you agree. Uh, we got the Dallas Cowboys going against the Buffalo Bills. Now, depending on the sports book you're looking at, the Bills are favored by between one and a half to two points. Really, no, those aren't critical numbers, so not going to make a huge difference in the betting perspective. But I like the Dallas Cowboys. Tanner likes the Buffalo Bills. So let me tell you why I like the Cowboys here. Dak is the best quarterback in the league right now. There's really no question about it. At least he's playing like the best, I should say. He's not the best, but he is playing like the best. He's been doing it for two months straight. Going into that Eagles game, I said, I know the Eagles secondary is bad, but Dak still has the stigma of playing bad against good teams. So Will that would be too much for him, blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out that he was still pretty damn good. And you know what? The Bills secondary probably going to be the best that he's faced in recent memory, but it's still not elite. It's still there for him to dice up. I think the Cowboys have this swagger and this aura that they just, I can't remember them having, honestly, in my lifetime. In the 25 years that I've been on this earth, I haven't, I haven't seen them play with this sort of belief and it's real belief it's not fake it's it's not imposed it's something they have actually gotten from these performances obviously their defense is menacing they're able to assert themselves at the point of attack I think they dominate the trenches in this game Josh Allen is known for his ability to make plays but Dak is making just as many plays and he's taking much better care of the football only got six interceptions whereas Allen leads the league in turnovers I think it's a game that sure maybe it's going to be close and yes you're going to see some explosive from Buffalo, but I think Dallas is the more consistent force and I like them to win. I mean, Dak, it's a good comeback to earth spot, I think, for Dak a little bit. He's been fantastic, but when you look at what he's done and who he's played, Giants, Panthers, Commanders, Seahawks, Eagles, the Eagles turn the ball over three times. If the Eagles don't turn the ball over three times in that football game, or at least early on, it could be a totally different kind of game, right? But Dak's been fantastic. I don't want to take anything away from him. Yeah, great. They turn the ball. If you don't turn the ball over three times, Every time they were on the, the 15 going in. 20, yeah, yeah. 20, I'm, yeah, I don't so. disagree. 
Um, it's a, it's a different, it's a different game there, but Dak's been fantastic. This is just a really tough spot against the bills. It's the best team he's going to face all year on defense. Um, and I think Josh Allen's playing really well right now. Some of the plays he's been able to make have been fantastic. Also this bills team, like they got some confidence too. And they realize they need to go three and one over their next four realistically to get in. Um, what's their record? Seven and six. They're seven and six. I think three and one will get them in. Yeah, at four four and zero oh for sure guarantees it. You probably get in at three you and one. Probably, yeah, you probably get in at three and one. And if they can beat the Cowboys at home, then you go Chargers, who are a complete train wreck. And hopefully, Brandon Staley is not fired by then um, because it's going to help them even more. The Patriots in a rematch. You should beat the Patriots at home, and then you go at the Dolphins. So it's really Cowboys and Dolphins. Those are the two big games. And that Dolphins game, if, if Miami seems to slip a little bit that could decide the division at the end of the season right so the bills are not down for the count they're still playing for a lot right now i think that motivation is going to come into this game it's going to take a josh allen master class it's going to take some picks off dak and make him uncomfortable a little bit Um, but what dallas does well rushing the passer like josh allen can neutralize with his legs and jalen hurts was able to do the same thing but they just turned the ball over too many times you can't do that if you're the bills here you got to play a perfect game but i think they have the team to do it So I want to talk to you about this turnover thing because that seemed to be a recurring theme for you. Josh Allen has thrown an interception in nine straight games. Why should there be belief that he's going to play a clean game against one of the best defenses in the league? He can throw one. Can't throw three. (laughs) You can throw one. I'll give him one. One's fine. What what about two? Two, I mean – if, if you look at the Eagles last week, if Jalen Hurts doesn't fumble initially and A.J. Brown doesn't fumble and then Devontae Smith fumbles at the end of the game, it might be a different story. I think one's fine. You got to win the turnover. You got to win the turnover margin. If Josh Allen has one, you got to force one. Um, that kind of thing. He's going to have one, but that's the kind of quarterback he is. He's going to make plays, though, by risking plays, right? They got to get off to a hot start. Dallas hasn't really played anyone. I'm still on that. I, I think Dallas is tremendous. They haven't played anyone. They beat the Eagles last week. Whoop de doo. Um, the Eagles are terrible in the secondary and they turn the ball over three times. So like, this is a legitimate test. You're going on the road to Buffalo in a game where Buffalo is playing for a lot. Buffalo is playing for a lot. I, I just, I look at them. I look at the bills, this bills team, how I looked at the Cowboys teams of years past where, you know, you build them up and you build them up and they just disappoint you in big spots. And then they win when you're not expecting them to, right? Like they go on the road, they beat the Chiefs. Granted, I, I picked them to pick. Don't make me say it, Grant. Don't make me say it. I was all over the Cowboys last week. I love you. You were not talking high oh. on the Cowboys last week. Well, I was on the bill. I was on the Bills last week. So what does that prove? You were. Uh, I was on the Bills too. All right. So cool. You were on the. You were on the Eagles last week talking about how Dak's not that good. Don't give me that. No, shit. no, 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 no. I never said that. I was on the. I was no. on the Eagles. Yes, but I was. I never said that about. I'm that. just saying. Don't don't be all high and mighty towards the Dallas Cowboys now. Well, I can't be confident in my pick. No, well, last week you're like, oh, you know, the Eagles is the Eagles, really good Eagles team. Now you're trashing, now you're trashing the Eagles, Grant. So I don't know. I'm not trashing the Eagles. I literally didn't even mention the Eagles. I just said I took the Bills last week against the Chiefs, which was an unpopular pick. I liked it. I was here for it. I don't think so what are we talking about? I never even mentioned the Eagles. No, last week, last week you're talking about the Eagles. You bet the Eagles last week, right? Yeah, I yes, I bet on the Eagles last week. I, in no part of my speech just now did I bring up the Eagles until you did. I know, but no, it just it involves the Cowboys. Look, the point here, Tanner, is the Cowboys are gonna win this game. I don't know what to tell you. That's all it comes down to. Bills are gonna win. Bet the Bills to win the Super Bowl right now. Well, um, you don't believe that. No, I do for value 18 to one. 
enjoy enjoy that. Grant, this is, this is the worst Bills team they've had. This is their worst chance to win the Super Bowl in the last four years. Who's okay? Baltimore's good. Yeah, Chiefs are not good. They're better than Bills. I don't know, Grant. The Bills just beat them. So what? The, they beat them in the regular season a couple years ago. The Bengals beat them in the regular season. Who cares? Miami Dolphins. Better than the Bills. No defense. Buffalo Bills plus 950 to win the AFC right now. Jaguars plus 1100. It's If the Bills get in, they're, they have just as good of a chance as anyone to make the playoffs. And I'm not betting the – for 18 to 1, it's a good bet. It's a great bet. I, I, I disagree. There, There is no way the Bills beat the 49ers. How about that? Okay, it, so bet, bet them to win the AFC, and if they make it to the championship, it's plus 950, and you can hedge it. I don't I don't like that though. I, I like the Ravens more, I like the Chiefs more, I like the Dolphins more. I you know what? I might they like got, the they, Browns more. They got a tough run. See now 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 Josh Allen's gonna shove it up your you know what this weekend. Just for Bro, Josh Allen against the Browns in the playoffs. That sounds like 180 yards and three interceptions to me. Josh Allen's that guy. Just watch, just watch this weekend, Grant. I'll tell you. Just watch this weekend. We'll see. We will see, Tanner. Hey, your Boston Celtics taking on the Orlando Magic tonight. Battle between two of the top three teams in the East. How you feeling? Good. Celtics minus six. Is that game in Boston? That game is in Boston. I will say Orlando has not played since Monday. Boston is on the second night of a back-to-back. So that's something to watch out for. But the Celtics are 12-0 and at home. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll be fine. They uh, Jason Tatum's got to come out. They're healthy right now, at least, which is good. Um, so look for them to, to pop off. They covered actually, it's kind of crazy. The spreads, like they were a 12 point underdog against the Cavs that first game. Then the second game, they were nine point underdog. They won by or nine point favorite. I mean, yeah. both sides and they, they won by nine yesterday. So kind of crazy. Yeah. Good one. That by the way, is my game of the day. The one that I covered. Um, so go on over to WSN.com. You want to see my pick on those 12 and four against the spread in my last 16 NBA picks. Tanner, I think that does it for today's show, if I'm not mistaken. That does it. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel, like, share, comment, do it all. Let us know who you're taking. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Ride the Line.